Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Will Schofield, Dan Conce, Backchat 2.0. Hi, Dan. Hello. We're back again, brought to you this week by Quirky Jerky, the official jerky suppliers of the Backchat podcast. Mm, love me some jerky. That's it. If you want to get around us, YouTube channel, that's it. Backchat podcast, have a look, subscribe, or if you really love us, you can contribute to the podcast on Patreon. We love our fans. We love the community. You can find it on backchatpodcast.com.au. Let's go. Dan. Yes, mate. How are you? Uh, really, really good. I cut my finger actually on, I was quickly washing some dishes oh, uh, I at home. the band-aid. Yeah, the band-aid. It's on my thumb. I can't unlock my phone with it. Um, <laughs> I just got a set of new knives uh, recently. Wow. Very sharp. And wow. I was racing to wash them before I got here. You know, wow. just doing the dishes and um, slice my finger. That's a very, very, um, I guess, unconsidered uh, thing of putting a band-aid on your thumb no phone use yeah I'm, i luckily have a, my, my left thumb also connected so but I, like literally i can't type or anything have you gone to the index maybe the index or middle yeah, finger i've been using the pointer wow incredible stuff here on back chat 2.0 uh you've joined us will schofield dan Conce, we're here, here again hi mate um as always you can find everything you ever need on backchatpodcast.com.au but mm. you can follow us on instagram uh, backchatpodcast underscore Backchat underscore podcast. Come is. on, Will. Twitter is backchat underscore pod. Reddit is r slash backchat. Uh, but the podcast. big one, the um, big one that we really, yeah, that we really want some backing on is well, YouTube. Yeah. So YouTube, um, we're starting to put all of our interviews and and our time on the podcast um, on video because, like, I honestly think it's uh, unfortunately I have to consume my own chat and and it's. Something you admit when you're doing podcasts is sometimes not fun listening to your own voice. No, it's awful. But actually seeing uh, how you react to different things and how you talk, uh, it's better on video. Yes. So we started recording. We've got a nice little studio here in Scoey's Garage and we're on YouTube. So you can find us on YouTube, Backchat Podcast. Uh, sorry, Backchat 2.0 is our channel. That's it. Um, you want to subscribe to that. Please. Pretty much uh, without going into too much detail. It really helps us out if you subscribe. So... 
Yeah. Subscribing basically will let you know anytime we drop a video on there. Um, we might even chuck some behind the scenes stuff on there, Dan. You got that in you, do you reckon? Sure, if you want it. Charlie ever comes back. Yeah, where I don't is know. he? I don't know. So yeah, YouTube's up and going. We've got some great guests uh, starting to sort of get booked in for the next couple of weeks. Um, mm. We don't want to have a break over Christmas. No, we're, and we're not going to. When yeah. you say we don't want to, we're not going to. Yeah, we don't want to, and it's not. they're not mutually exclusive. No. So, so. yeah, so we... um. Yeah, we're, we're interviewing, interviewing some great guys. We're actually not going to go into too much of a prelude today. I know we usually have a chat about the you know this week's topics. Did a bit on Tim Payne last week. And to be honest, we both been busy. I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> I'm being <laughs> I'm glad completely you're... honest. Like I think sports happen, but it's that sort of lull, there's a very it's tiny lull, lull yep. in Australian sport where AFL drafts done now. Cricket's going to start soon. We could talk about the NBA. I, I, I haven't watched a game for a while. I don't know. It's okay. But we've got you send it, we read it. We do have you send it, we read it. And after that, we've got Tom Hawkins coming up. Oh. He's, look. Completely forgot about that. I mean, for, <laughs> for, a, I mean for, a, for an interview, it's great interviewing people you don't know. We've got a few of those coming up. But I know Tom well. I started playing with him as a 16-year-old back in Geelong. Yep. And we got drafted the same year. Had a lot of battles along the road. Culminating in a 2019 Royal Rumble uh, yeah. at the MCG where... Tom put me on my ass. So we're going to chat all things footy with Tommy. It's going to be a big one. So we're just going to have a little go of you send it, we read it. And before we do get into that, actually, okay. I just thought of a sports thing that happened this week. Okay. And that was this the, just, the this fight. Just... No, no, it was the fight. The Australian guy, like this shows how much lack of attention I have in, in boxing. But there was a fight. An Australian guy won. The other guy, it was at Madison Square Garden. It's... And the other guy said he should have won. It's incredibly disappointing that you don't know the Australian boxer's name. <sighs> Neither do I. Okay. So, <laughs> so let's get straight into some emails. You send it. We read it. Mm-hmm. As always, you want to send us something, you want us to read it. That's the rule. You send it. Yeah. And we read it. Well done. Do you want to say who it's from? Corey Acosta. Yep. Well, Derek. <laughs> yeah. Right, we've started well. <laughs> uh, general part of this segment is you can't read, which is... G'day, fellas. Long time listener, first time emailer. As good as Dan's bowling figures are, 5 for 16... I think it's time to retire the cricket chat. <laughs> WBBL player we'll Amanda that. Jade Wellington took an amazing five for eight for the strikers against the Heat on Wednesday night, and yes, it was in a final. Have a great day! Have a great day, fellas. Keep up making great content. How, I, do, you, how do you feel about that sort of instruction? Look, the I will say this: it was in a twenty twenty match. Is that correct? Yep. Um, those batters are designed to go out and try and hit and hit balls hard. So as much as there was the only the eight runs and the five wickets, it you know it's different. I played a, a one dayer. Okay, you got to be more measured. I don't think we'll retire the cricket chat. I think we should, but you know we'll see you how know we what? go. Season two of back chat well, next year okay. when technically you know when all the sponsors come on board, we'll we'll piff this trophy off and I'll Mac take the ball out of it though. Okay, and I'll stop bringing it up. Okay, that's okay. my rule. All right, sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you give me a bit of yeah brains. Yep. So, uh, yep, that's their Instagram handle. They wanted to keep their email anonymous, which is fine. Hey, Dan. I've read this one. I want to prelude this and say I love this email. It is thoughtful and the, the, the time you've taken to write it and think about it, I love it. Okay. Hey, Dan, Will and Charlie. Charlie's not here. Congrats on the podcast. Thank you. Have listened since a few years ago. I really enjoy about 90% of it. That's a good hit, right? Yeah. Especially the Media Watch angle. I seem to disagree with or feel passionately against the rest of it. 
But maybe right. that's what makes me keep listening. Really enjoyed the Sam Butler episode. That could have gone either way, but it was good. I could really relate to his Melbourne story. We moved there for a few years around the same time as him-ish. It's shit weather. Not a patron, but that is because I don't like having money getting taken uh, from my account just in case there isn't any there. I completely feel that. I hate direct debits. I, yeah. I don't like them. I want to do it myself. Yeah, And, um, that's, fair. and that's fair. I'd probably totally donate fair. regularly if there was a one-off button on the website. I do that with another podcast I listen to. Yeah, maybe we'll look into that. Have a look at that. Um, I save the podcast for 6am on a Friday morning for my cycle to work. That along with fun uniform Fridays uh, makes a pretty good day. I like the sound of fun uniform Fridays. Also, I say AFLM and AFLW will catch on eventually. Keep it up. That's just a really good overall email. Yeah. Like most of it, hate a lot of hate 10% of it. Genuinely, passionately disagree with what you're saying. But yeah. we'll still listen. Yeah, very good. Doesn't like putting the Patreon money behind that, that's fine. That's great. That's I, I love that you've got the conviction. You know, that's fine. You know what? That's I will good. say this. If you're not interested in um, subscribing on Patreon, completely fine. Could I ask that you subscribe on YouTube? That's free. And that does help us in the long run. We, we know how many listeners we have every week. We know exactly how many. Yeah. We oh, have. we know. And no, we know and where we know you know live. We, <laughs> we know everything about No, we don't. We, we know the numbers. If every one of you that listens to this show and is listening right now, pause your podcast, mm-hmm. go to YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel, I would be forever grateful, Always, as would Dan. Yeah, I don't know course. why I said I. No, we. we, yeah. I will say this as well. A few people have said to me, Dan, because I've been hitting my friends up, yes, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yeah. Dan, yeah. I've never signed up for YouTube. I'll tell you something worth a dollar. If you've got an email account, a Gmail, you have a YouTube account. Yep. Literally, they're all linked. So if you just go to YouTube.com while you're signed in on your email and hit subscribe, you will subscribe to us. You don't need a YouTube account because you've already got one. That's good. But I will say, Patreon, I've got something planned for you. Yeah. Our patrons- We bloody love uh, them. You're the OGs and we love you and I've got something for you. Can't what tell you what it? it. Well, I'll put it on Patreon. Why not? I'm Do not I know I just, about it. No, you don't actually. But it's okay. good. It's for our patrons because, like, like we said, like you don't have to pay. It's fine. But the people that do, we will look after you. And mm-hmm. I've got something for you this week. It's a bit special, actually. Oh, great. Um, we got one last one, and I do want to talk about this. Pamela Yanovich. Yovanovich. Very oh, sorry. close. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. You said sorry. that like as if like I, I don't <laughs> have multicultural I enough. I practiced it for an hour. ABC. Um, so Pamela is taken advantage of the rule that if you send it, we will read it. Yep. And we've had this in the past. People have said, promote my business. You yep. have to. Yeah. In this instance, Pamela has sent us a um, GoFundMe yep. uh, page, page yep. to promote a fundraiser to benefit the Council Council of Western Australia. And we're going to promote this. So all you need to do is search for MCC Spinathon. And GoFundMe. Just search that on Google. It'll come up. MCC Spinathon. We're promoting it. I'm going to read you what the little little yeah, descriptive please. is. So we're, so we're reading something and not just speaking something. Because it's you send it, we read it. Yep. I'm reading it. Do you want to join us making a difference? We are raising money in aid of Cancer Council, Western Australia, Inc. And every donation will help. This year has seen several members of the MCC community lose their battle to cancer. Along with members who are currently fighting against this horrendous disease. This year... We're going to be completing an MCC Spinathon, Spinathon to mm-hmm. raise not much, uh, not just much needed funds, but also secure bragging rights in the college. Oh. 
So MCC Mandra Catholic College is yep. down in Mandra. All funds are aimed at reducing the incidence of cancer in our community through education and prevention strategies, research and support for cancer patients on their cancer journey. So if you want to get involved in that, I appreciate it. Mm. Um, wanted a little shout out. There you go. MCC Spinathon on GoFundMe. Go have a look at it. Yep. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Have a look at what's going on uh, on backchatpodcast.com.au. And you know where we are? We're at the Tom Hawkins interview, and this is going to be big, bad Barcelona. And yeah, we'll talk about when he knocked me out in 2019. Yeah, we'll talk about that for sure. Yeah, let's dial him up. Tom. Tommy Hawkins joins us, ladies and gentlemen. 15 years, 302 games, 665 goals, two premierships, Coleman medalist. All-Australian four times, best and fairest winner. There's not much this man has not done. Uh, while I'm on the stats and before Tommy gets a chance to speak, Dan, I'll give you one guess. How many running bounces has Tom Hawkins had in his 15 years in the AFL? <laughs> Three? I don't know. Tom, do you know? Welcome, mate. Welcome. There's your first question. How many running bounces have you yeah. had in the AFL, mate? Oh, I reckon you're on the money there. Uh, is it two? It might be one less than... Mate, you've had twelve bounces hey, across the oh, journey. Yeah, it's very good. Look, <laughs> you've had go. you've had about six to ten years of absolutely no bounces, so you've been yeah. stuck in a goal square. Do, do you know what? Will um, I, I have a few come back um, into my memory now, and I've got a few Joe the Gooses, and I've probably had ten meters of space, and I have taken one. Uh, a couple of times prematurely, but um, yeah, it's not it's not my strength. You know that. You well, anyone, forwards running. Once once you get out of the forward fifty, I think you got a lot of Josh Kennedy about you. Once you get out in front of the forward fifty, you just you just start quivering a little bit. The the brain starts panicking a little. Oh, I couldn't see you yeah. playing in the back line, to be honest, mate. No, no, no. <laughs> I uh, I've at times um, tried to. Um, play down there in, in a pre-season, not so much pre-season game, but in the pre-season, I should say, uh, and I'm just all at sea. Um, I sort of liken myself to a bit of a Lance Whitnell, um, sort of think I see the game okay, but just when the ball's coming down, I'm just nowhere. I've got no speed. I can't I can't read the game when it's coming the other way. So I think, um, I think I'm always – I've always been destined to be a forward. I yep. think with the um, with the bouncing, do you ever consider the touch on the on the grass? Like when you're when you're thinking that. like, man, I got to I got to throw. Like I've done it twelve times in my career. Surely you're thinking yep. you overthinking the bounce. Uh, am I overthinking it? <laughs> I, I, I had a bad back for a few years. Uh, I don't get the opportunity <laughs> too much. I don't know. I just throw it down and and hope it comes up. But you're right. At, at twelve bounces, it sort of sounds a bit Simon Prester G. Como. Remember that bounce that he took that just dribbled out in front of him for a, for a few meters. But um, yeah, maybe I, I might throw that um, in uh, maybe in season twenty twenty two. Yeah, good. Okay, so well, we do like to cover the big topics here on Backchat Two Point So we've started with the big ones there. How many running bounces of Tom Hawkins? You can uh, you can use that in your um, upcoming. Once you retire, I know that's a few years away, but your upcoming uh, footy shows you'll be doing, mate, you can use that as a stat. Now, the, the real first question we like to ask our guests on the show, and we've had some pretty decent guests so far, Dan. Mm. Um, Tom's right up there, but, you know, we'll, we'll see how he copes with this one. Your best sporting achievement, mate. Now, there's a caveat. N- not on the footy field. It can't be a yep. football sporting achievement. I, ne- I need your best... Sporting achievement not on the football field. Go. Um, 
I I'm an avid golfer. I haven't got a hole in one um, yet. So so that's something you haven't done. Perfect. <laughs> that's something I haven't done. Uh, I was an ordinary cricketer. Um, so can't tell you anything. I, I was I wasn't. Um, I did compete in the athletics, as you can probably remember back in the day. High jumper. We didn't go in the same events, Scoey, but we, uh, I was a high jumper and um, I actually won the, the APS high jump in year 12. Um, That's pretty good. Jumping, jumping a measly uh, 190, uh, PB of 195, but the That's next year, the, the kid that won the APS high jump jumped. 220 or something so i got him on on an off year um but that was that's probably um the one that comes to mind mate. well yeah, to put bad. it in context i mean you said you're a bad cricketer um dan's got a cricketing story yeah i mean people on the podcast probably haven't heard it yet but this um this trophy that you can see in front of you tom is a, yep. a ball from a match when i bowled five for 16 um in a final wow. um in under 12s at Chuart hill cricket club <laughs> Um, you're not wow, you're not from Perth, so I'll just let you know. Chuart Hill Cricket Club is one of the premier cricket clubs going around. Um, Chuart Hill Lions in Chuart Hill, yeah, yeah Chuart Hill, best in Chuart Hill for sure. <laughs> so um, that's that's my trophy, and many people have come and gone by the wayside when comparing their footy, well, just sports achievements to that. Well, winning a, a yeah. an APS high jump, that's pretty good, Tommy. Yeah, not bad. Puts you up there, yeah. mate. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd like to I'd like to have a few things that I could have given you, but um, I, I I was I was a cricketer. I said uh, I wasn't a bowler. I sort of bowled leg spin and never really had any good figures. Uh, that's what I bowled. Um, but yeah, that's that's as good as it's got for me off the off the footy field. All right, well done, high jumper. Now we're going to get into a bit of. Um a bit of bit of the Tom Herc oh, Tom Hawkins journey. There you Tom go. Tom Hercules. Tom Hercules. There you go. Tom Hawkins journey. Um, I want to take you right back from Finley. You get um, put into private school in Melbourne Grammar, just up the road from Geelong College. And at some point in time, you're rooming with a very good mate of yours and mine, Xavier Ellis. Did you, you boys get up to a bit of mischief? What were you doing in the boarding room over at M- MGS? Um. Oh well, how how does the show rate? Is it is it a PG rating? Nah, show? look honestly, we swear and um, we got we're both having a couple of whiskeys. So I mean, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be public though, mate. Like, you, you, yeah, I know. Don't get course, fired. Of course, yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, I was gonna say we well, the first one that comes to mind. We tried to um, well, we didn't we didn't actually get it um, printed, but we um, we we're gonna uh, raise some money for a footy gathering at the at the end of um, our year 11 or year 12 season so we decided to, to make a uh, a nude um, calendar uh, we weren't sort of fully nude but the photos are actually somewhere uh, out there wow um, and it sort of scares me a little bit um, wow that they uh, they're around but um, we got up to uh, a bit of mischief we we weren't uh, uh, we weren't super naughty at all but we um we had fun and enjoyed ourselves and I, I think that's certainly um you know what endeared me to Zave um from an early age we obviously had um we had footy in common um he was uh he was Zave was quite academic I think I sort of dragged him down a little bit but um, past yeah, tense had, was, <laughs> was. <laughs> yeah, you dragged him down I didn't even realize I said that there you go um <laughs> No, so we, we had a lot of fun. Um, it was um, some of you know the, the best experiences um, of my life going to boarding school. I absolutely loved it. Met some great people, um, not only there, but um, 
you know, whether we, we touch on it, uh, um, great mates with some of the guys that you went to school with too, Scoey, and we um, have um, have known each other for a long time, um, far beyond the, our footy careers. So, um, yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty cool experience. Now, are we going to have that audio that we just missed? Yeah, we've got the audio. Okay, good. Okay, so Tommy, Dan, who's here to press the buttons, hasn't pressed the record on the video. So we're going to start the YouTube channel show with just a nice bit of nice little overlay of Tommy Hawkins's face, maybe some bit of a montage <laughs> of big Tomahawk kicking bags of goals on Will Schofield, perhaps over the last um, 20 years. There's plenty to pick from. Now, I've got to ask about Zave. So Zave was a number three draft pick, um, yep. highly touted junior. Uh, and he was yep. was picked highly. You you of course went a year later in the draft, and and later in the draft as a father son pick to Geelong. If we speak yep. hypotheticals, and you had to compare the pair, if you took the father son away, would you have been a top three pick? And you know, say you're in the same draft as Zave, would you have been up there in front of Xavier Ellis or behind oh, him? Good question, um, Scully. I I, I certainly. Um, <laughs> If I was his draft year, I would have been a long way behind him, um, and and I I think that's that's pretty um, that's pretty much on the money. Uh, I, I had a really good um, uh, season in two thousand uh, yeah two thousand six. So, so my year twelve year, um, I played well in school footy. I had a really good um, carnival, uh, the national carnival. So. Um, oh really? I, I had two good games. I played pretty ordinary <laughs> in the last game, but. Um, <laughs> It was uh, it, that was probably the stepping stone for, um, and I suppose that having having a dad that played in the system, there was always that bit of talk, um, and and it was relatable for people to talk about. So um, if I didn't go father son, yeah, who would have known? Maybe yeah, maybe top five uh, in two thousand yeah the two thousand six draft, but certainly not in Zave's um, year. There was. Um, yeah, you know, I can't even remember who went number one. Uh, Mark Murphy was that Murphy's year, yeah. Daisy, yep. yeah, and then Zave. So, um, yeah, I, I um, I'm pretty comfortable to, to say that I reckon I'd be uh, around the forty first pick that I was picked up in that in Zave's year, if that makes sense. Well, you certainly would have been well in front of Will Schofield at number fifty, who was very, very rank outsider to get drafted. Now, if you take your mind back to before the draft. Now, our, our footy journey, Dan, if you don't know, Tom and I, we, we've been battling for almost two decades. Mm. I actually owe... Well, you've been battling. <laughs> yeah, I've been battling very, very much. So. But I, I have Tom to thank for my, I mean, um, battling AFL career that I put together. Because in year 11, uh, I was I was about to be dropped. We played about the first six or seven um, games of the year for Geelong College and... The coach at the time had had enough of me. His name was Mark Russell. And uh, he basically told me, they've been playing me all over the ground. You know, I was a skinny runner. So they put me on the wing and forward line. There's Ruckman. Just just an absolute jack of all trades. Master of none. And they were about to drop me. And we're playing Melbourne Grammar. And um, and he came to me and said, I want to try and play on Tom Hawkins. And everyone everyone knew who Tommy Hawkins was back then. He was the the big 110 kilo bloke playing for Melbourne Grammar. (laughs) In the goal square, yeah, never left. And some, and <laughs> and, some. and so I said, right, hey, let's go. And I scrapped my way to keeping him to two goals that game. I don't know if you remember Tommy, but it may actually, it may well be the least amount of goals Tom Hawkins kicked on me in year eleven, <laughs> Geelong College v Melbourne Grammar. Do you remember that, mate? 
Yeah, look, I, I do. I, I remember uh, I've got vivid memories, and particularly because um, my sisters went to college, um, and I had a great mate that I went to Finley High School, John Bailey, um, hmm. who um, who you went to school with, obviously, and he was playing. Uh, I don't know if he played. He first, would have been. He would have been in the seconds nah, for sure, Johnny Bailey. Yeah, maybe, maybe real battler, first, real battler, John Bailey. <laughs> Anyway, so there was a mutual friend. So whenever Geelong College played Melbourne Grammar, it was always one that I penciled in because I knew, um, you know, I knew the connections. And I went down to boarding school in Year Nine, so I still remember um, playing Geelong College at at, um, at Melbourne Grammar um, School Oval uh, in Year Nine. I remember coming up against um, the MacArthur Twins and <laughs> and, uh, and yourself and Cam Russell and uh, so I've got great memories. I do remember that. Will um, we uh, I, very fond ones. We got we got pumped one day by college um, at our first game at Todd Road. Are we I, yep. I remember a few. Of, yep, windy. Yeah, we, yep. yeah, windy. Very windy. <laughs> so um, yeah, I've got great memories of school for you, but particularly particularly Geelong College because I've had. Um, such good connections with the people there. So, um, yeah, I'm glad you brought that one up, Will. Yeah, correct. Um, now, you can, yeah, I'm glad I did as well. Got absolutely bathed the rest of my career after that one. Now, uh, sure you that. get drafted, uh, father-son, as we've spoken about, and you move into a host family. Um, and that host family is literally across the road from my family home in Geelong. So, uh, Admiral Court. Yep. Um, it's got yes. a few few games and premiership players to come out of that court. Um, you moved in there with Joel, Joel Selwood, correct? Yep. Yeah. Uh, um, what, what's, your, what's your relationship we, like, like with him? I mean, you started your career with Joel and you, you're literally living in, with him from day one and you're still playing with him. It must be incredible. Yeah, it is. Um, I, I mean, how, where do you start? He's, he, he's obviously one of my best mates um, when you're, when you're in a football club environment, you, you spend a lot of time together. Um, and yeah, he, he's been a wonderful, um, wonderful friend and, and obviously a wonderful teammate, but, um, you know, the friend element, um, while you're, whilst you're playing football is, is, is more important than anything, um, to be fair. So, um, he's been, uh, incredible with, uh, with me over, over my career. I've had some, um, I've had some ups, but I, I think I've had, um, can comfortably say I've had more more tough times and um, than those good days, which probably makes the the, the, the good days um, you know all, all the more worth it. So yeah, it's um, it's pretty incredible. I, I didn't know Joel before. Actually, I'd met him once before he got drafted to Geelong um, through Zave. Um, so I'd, I'd heard a lot about him with his brothers being in the system, but he was a gun junior with with a few injuries. So uh, I still remember Zave texting me saying that we'd got a good one, and um, yeah, then we when we moved into Admiral Court, we had um, we had uh, a lot of fun uh, in, in that year, and continued to for the last fourteen. But he's um, he's been yeah been wonderful for me. I think I think the biggest thing that um, that I've taken from Joel is is he came into the system um, highly touted. Um, he was a gun junior, as I mentioned, but his his work ethic was incredible. And I came in just uh, you know being a big kid, um, talented, but didn't know how to use it. Um, I think um, 
I didn't mention that uh, when I jumped in the high jump and won it, I was I was weighing in at about 112 kilos. So, <laughs> between the, the the carnival in June and July, where I weighed 101 kilos, to my first day at Geelong, where I weighed 113, um, was that goes to to show my lack of professionalism where I was at. So, yep. Joel was amazing from from that point of view to help me um, through that and and learn that um, you don't just turn up and and play so to be fair i hadn't done a pre-season before but um yeah he's been wonderful for, for my my growth uh wonderful to share the journey with um yeah and, and we'll continue to um yeah for the foreseeable future can, can i just touch back on on something you just <clears throat> mentioned halfway through there tommy um the ups and downs of footy because uh, i tend to probably agree with what you said but can you can you touch on what what the ups and downs look like and more downs than ups. I think that's pretty interesting from someone who, you know, reading your stats at the sea, you've done everything that probably possibly could have been done as a footballer. Um, can you add a bit to that? Where, 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 where's that from? How, where's those feelings come from? Yeah, it's, um, it's, a, it's a range of things, to be honest. Um, certainly form. Um, I, yeah, when I came into the system, I, as I said, I, I learned a lot in, within my first a uh, year or two, um, you know, I was playing games. Um, it was I was probably lucky in the way that there was a bit of a position there for me, and, and I think um, Bomber certainly, uh, my coach um, for my first um, uh, four years, he was he was really good with my development. He he played me. He probably um, had every right not to play me some weeks, but I, I think. Um, could see uh, the growth in me uh, as a player if I got enough foot into me. So um, uh, learning um, that not every week I was able to play well um, and for a long period of time throughout a season was was to play actually pretty ordinary. Uh, and I didn't really have the tools um, in my kit bag to, to get me through, um, through that. I, I hadn't experienced that. So it took me a long a long time to to um, sort of grasp that one, uh, and and ultimately still the the biggest thing that you know drives me now is is to be consistent as a player. I'm still trying to do that, um, and I've learnt things along the way that help me do that. Um, so there's certainly the form element, um, and you can uh, attest to the next one. Um, Sky, I lost my mum um, in 2015, and and that was that was really challenging. Um, that uh, the hardest thing I've, I've had to go through. Um, you know, football clubs are, are wonderful places to be able to heal because you're supported and surrounded by people that care about you internally and then externally you've got a lot of support as well through friends and, and just supporters of the game. So, yeah, that was bloody tough. Um, you know, it t- took me a, a good couple of years to, um, yeah, just to just to find my feet again. Um in that time, I, I got married and, and had a kid, and, and that certainly, um, or our first first child, um, that certainly helped. Because um, I, I mean, I'm from a big family. Our family is is very important to um, to me, and, and obviously my, my wife Emma. So that was wonderful to to, uh, to grow a family. But at the same time, I was still in the back of um, my mind. I was still sort of grieving the passing of my mother, who I was very close with. Um, so. You know, still to the, this day, I, um, you know, often I, I enjoy talking um, about that experience and and mum because 
uh, it's a good opportunity to reflect. Um, you know, I certainly miss her and wish she was here for, um, you know, big occasions that I've been through since losing her, uh, getting married, children, um, yeah, just the day-to-day successes that she would, um, you know, off the field, but then also on the field that she would have really enjoyed. So, yeah, there's been um, there's there's been a, a a lot of things that have that haven't travelled our way, um, but um, yeah, it's they've been wonderful learning experiences. Do you? It's probably worth sharing. Um, from, I don't know if you know this, Dan, but so uh, I lost my old man. Um, probably similar, pretty pretty similar circumstances to Tommy. Um, and, and really, I, I I can resonate exactly how um you feel and Hawk or felt at the time. You, you lose your way a little bit. Um, lost dad at. I can't really remember, 2011, 2012, somewhere there, and uh, quite close with him, very close with him. And, um, yeah, it just shakes you up a bit. Do, do you think footy helped or hindered? And and um, um, my, my, my reflection personally, and you go next, but I probably came back to footy uh, very quickly and uh, it was a bit of a sanctuary for me and love being around the boys, but I probably didn't deal or cope with losing a parent um, like I should have, so... Uh, my reflections are, oh, I don't know. You, you live and you learn, don't you? But um, yeah. what what did you feel? How did footy help yeah, help, help it, that situation for you? Well, it's it's ironic that you say that because if I had my time again, um, and I know my both my parents, my dad uh, and my mum love seeing me got um, play play football because it's something that I I love. But um, you know, I lost mum on the Friday night. Um, Geelong played the Gold Coast on the Saturday. I didn't play the late withdrawal. The the next um, couple of days were in Geelong um, as mum was up in, there in hospital, and then I, we went home. We had mum's funeral on the Wednesday, and uh, and then I came back and we played North on the Saturday. So uh, I was I was thinking I was doing the right thing, but um, in, in reflection, it would have been nice to. Um, you know, have have a bit of time. I mean, the football club would have been more than understanding, like most workplaces. But um, yeah, I, I I came back to um, the game probably a bit too soon um, because you know, one, probably two or three weeks later, it was that was a hard period where it was almost like um, you know, um, mum was gone, but everyone else sort of moved on, and selfishly, like I was tr- trying to. Still, um, I still wanted to be relevant in in well, she was in in my thinking, but you know, I was I was thinking everyone else will forget her and they've moved on, and that that happens because um, life moves on. But um, yeah, I, I, I certainly, um, if I had my time um, again, uh, given the chance, I'd probably take a bit more time away um, <clears throat> just to spend with with family and. I suppose grieve in, in a different way, but um, but yeah, that's um, that's how I dealt with it. I, I, I since um, you know going through it, uh, there's been a couple of players that have lost parents along the way, and I, I've I've the first year or two I actually wrote them um, a letter. Somehow got in contact with them and, and wrote them letters just to say that it's important to to take time if you if you need it. Um, that's sort of wow fallen by the wayside since but um it is it is important to um you know just to have your time because i think i just came back too early i mean yeah i I certainly wasn't ready to play the next week that's for sure (laughs) 
<laughs> what, is, what does that sort of support look like from a club? Are they saying, you know, if you're putting your hand up for to jump back in the team, are they are they sort of saying, hey, like, do you need some more time? Or are they just like, cool, man, whatever you want to do, it's your call? Yeah, I think um, I think from memory it was it was very much the latter. It was was my decision, my call. But um, yeah, I, I don't I don't hadn't been playing super well anyway. I'd come off the back of a pretty good year the year before, but um, but yeah, I just I don't know. I thought you know I love footy and um, you know that that'll it'll be nice. It'll be good to get back and just almost just see everyone and let. Um, you know, just sort of almost get that awkwardness back from uh, out of the way from everyone else because um, you know it's, it's it's hard for me, but it's also hard for everyone else too, to a degree as, as teammates. So um, yeah, look, they were they were wonderful um, from memory, but um, yeah, I just I should have just taken a bit of time off. When uh, when Dad passed away, it's it's remarkable how similar our stories are, Hawk. Um, I. Uh, Dad passed away on a Tuesday. We played Hawthorne on the Friday night, and um, and I played. Uh, can't remember the game. We won. We beat Hawthorne, and they were going well at the time. So it was just you know a big win. And flew home, um, had the funeral the start of that week, <clears throat> and then we were playing in Melbourne the following week. I actually trained with the Falcons down at um, the Mick Turner oh. Footy Factory. With the, I'm sure I, I'm sure I would have trained with some lads that are playing today. I don't quite remember the crop of. Um, AFL players that were down there, but I trained with them. Uh, training went for about three and a half hours. There was no sports scientist down there. I had about a thousand kicks, and I was just, you know, it was, it was just a, you know, it was like a, I think it was a day after the funeral. I was running around sweating, just trying to sweat something out. And I played against Richmond the following week. Um, I punched Jack Rewalt behind the play. Um, I punched him so hard he instantly vomited he had a uh, projectile vomit as soon as i hit him and i got three weeks so um the same <laughs> same as Hoy. it's funny th- it's it's honestly funny talking about it because um yeah. i wasn't ready to be playing i'm i'm, I'm punching bikes you know in, in the, it was literally 100 meters off the ground off the ball and i had my reason for doing it anyway but <laughs> but but no shit happens and and yeah just on reflection it's like there's no way i was ready to play after losing a parent and i'm sure yeah. you probably felt the same way so you you were training yeah, with with absolutely. the Falcons just because you were in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Well, instead of yeah, you can't just you know roll into another AFL game without training, and I didn't want to train by myself. So I, yeah, I got in contact with Mick Turner. And he said, "Yeah, come down." So yeah, it was. I reckon it would have been one of the um, only players to have trained with a tack cup side during the week and then played in the AFL in the, in the weekend after. Do, do, yeah. Well, I actually, well, I, I trained with Finley on the Tuesday, so same thing. <laughs> there you go. Finley's Finley. Finley. What's the oval like Which, in yeah, Finley? We, we didn't go for three hours. <laughs> A couple of beers <laughs> after training. Talking. Yeah, exactly. So um, I think training might have gone for 40 minutes max. But, um, couple of stretches. Yeah, it, was, couple, it was fun. Couple of circle was, works. Yeah, was, yeah, that's it. Dude, I think we did two drills for maybe twenty minutes each, of <laughs> work and lane kicking. But, um, oh, but that was great. cool. I mean, it was it was um, that was nice to do. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, well, yeah, I've got a great connection with the footy club at home. It's it does feel like home. It's nostalgic going back there, as I'm sure you felt when you went back to the Falcons. It's um, it's pretty cool to be able to even do the simple things like that that you that you don't get to do when you um, 
when you when you play in the system. But actually, uh, I actually asked the footy manager the question um, because we've had a couple of our um, Irish um, listed players that have gone back and played Gaelic games in in the off season. I asked him if if I'd have not played the North Melbourne game the following week, would I, could I have actually Legal. got a transfer and Legally. played for Finlay? Legally played. Legally. I, th- I think I could have um, was was a response, but whether or not they would have let me because I had a heap of cousins playing as well, and yeah, wow, I would have loved that. that would have been that would a be, story. That would, be, that, that would be my highlight over the high jump outside of playing. Uh, how many goals would you kick um, playing for Finley? Do you think mm, it'd be tough I, work? You know, It'd still be tough because yeah, oh, everyone would want to stop. I, I you. agree. I, oh, yeah. I'm not a like traditionally in all. Um, all levels of football. I, I'm not a big goal kicker. Um, seven's the most I've ever kicked in a game. Uh, and uh, that's at AFL level. Um, a, even in juniors, I'd say, I don't know, maybe if oh, if I could get double, double kicked, digits. Unbelievable. <laughs> Have the crowd rush the, uh, my... the oval. Um, now, yeah. <laughs> if, if I roll these numbers off at you, let's see. You, you said Zave used to, used to be an academic. Um, yeah. Let's let's see how academic you are. What's going on in the background there, mate? You got the kids still awake or what? Oh, it's Emma. She's just wandered into the kitchen. It's fine. <laughs> it's it's good. It's good. Now, um, hi. Say hi to Emma for us. Um, beautiful mother, mother of your children. Um, now, for, uh, just just listen to these numbers. You tell me what they are. One, two, one, three, one, seven, three, five, ten. Three, three, seven, three, two, three. <laughs> so hard. It's, an alg- um, it's, a, it's a YouTube algorithm. <laughs> oh, it's not. It's not my. Um, it's not my run scored in, in season <laughs> eleven and year twelve at school. <laughs> no, that's a lot less than that, mate. You would have had a lot less around the zeros, I reckon. Um, <laughs> No, this that is that is the position that Geelong has finished uh, after finals, of course, since you've been at the footy club. So, yeah, um, you've missed finals once. Is that correct? Once. Yeah, yeah. So you've missed finals once in fifteen years. Um, you were drafted. I guess pulling it back a little bit to your story, you're drafted in to the footy club at you know end of two thousand six, two thousand and seven. Geelong break the drought. They win that um, grand final premiership that they'd been chasing for so many years. The entire Geelong, Dan, me being a Geelong boy, it was absolute mayhem, and I'm sure Tommy experienced a bit of it. But you get drafted into that, and then you go ahead and you win 2009 and 2011. Um, you're in a dynasty, really. You're in the you drafted into a Geelong dynasty. At the time, did you was it kind of taken for granted? Well, this is just going to keep happening. Well, it sort of has with those numbers. It sort of has. You've yeah. sort of been around the mark for 15 years. Yeah, it, um, it, it, I think initially, um, it did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I played, uh, 10 games in my first year, maybe nine, not nine or 10 games in my first year. The second year, maybe the same, um, 2009, I played mo- pretty much all the se- all year. Um, yeah, and took it for granted. I mean, we, we, um, uh, in my um, so 2011, we won the premiership. That was in my uh, fifth year. Of- 
here's me the academic working that out. Um, yeah, somewhere there. Uh, fourth or fifth week, whatever it is, is uh, of and and I the side that I was playing with that only missed out on. We we played in a prelim um, in two thousand and ten. Uh, and got beaten, I think it was a prelim. So, um, yeah, out, out of four of the first five years, we played in a, in, in a grand final. So I, I'd experienced some weeks, uh, so some years, the first two years I wasn't playing in the side, but it got to experience grand final week. And, and you're right, Geelong was absolutely heaving um, in the lead up to the games. <laughs> in then once we won in 2007, it was unbelievable. It was... It was crazy, and I was a Geelong supporter growing up as a kid. So, um, you know, I watch the draft, and I see these kids get drafted to the clubs that they were back for as a kid, and how excited they were. And that was that was me. Um, and um, you know, in the next 10, 10 or so years of of ultimately being successful, um, but just without um, winning in a premiership. And um, yeah, I, I, I think that's. That's why I'm still, you know, playing for multiple reasons. But that's that's one of the one of the things that absolutely, um, you know, drives me to, to keep trying to play well and um, and help out our team uh, be successful. We we came so close in 2020 if it wasn't for Dusty Martin, but a few clubs have experienced that. Um, we we might I might might have been a three time Premiership player, but. Um, you know, we get another crack at it um, this year. We've got a pretty much a similar uh, list. We've added a bit of youth. Hopefully, we can get some development there and, and growth. And and mate, just keep players on the park this year. That's that's. I reckon that's our ultimate goal. You were saying you like that's what drives you. That you know you've been around a lot of uh, success, but trying to get back and winning a grand final. Do you ever have to keep some of the younger guys in check that are sort of? being drafted into a club that are just always in the finals, you know, winning a lot of games throughout the season. Is there any – do you have to bring them down to earth at all? Uh, not really. Um, I, I think um, I think as a club um, and even just the Geelong – well, the, firstly, the footy club environment, but it, also the environment of Geelong, um, as Will can attest to, it's sort of – it's just – it's laid back. It's They're footy mad, but it's um, – I don't know. It doesn't allow you to get too far ahead of yourself. Um, not in my time as as anyone being sort of you know really outlandish and making statements that um, uh, you know both on and off the field. It's um, yeah, it's it's quite a humble club, and I think that's 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 certainly a part of the values, and that's certainly uh, in my time is is how I've I've seen the club. Yeah, internally, but also how it's, you know, perceived outside um, of our four walls. I think people, um, you know, can't help but be impressed with that part of um, the footy club. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a part of the kids growing too, that, for them to work it out themselves. But if it's, if it's needed, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I still remember getting told by Bomber, um, you know that I was I was too fat and slow at periods, and then Ken Hinckley gave me some feedback in the first year at, um, at my exit review. Um, yeah, it's it's um, there's always been people around if if it's needed, but yeah, I certainly haven't felt our our young group have, have needed it. Um, I'm really impressed with how kids come into the system now. They're just 
so well prepared. There's um, a bit of an age-old question and, uh, you know, it was talked about at the end of last year when you bowed out in the prelim in, in pretty disappointing fashion, I'm sure you'd agree. Um, you know, the yeah. talk started talking about, you know, too old, um, haven't haven't gone to the draft to refresh the list, uh, you know, you know, near enough's been good enough and hasn't quite reached the ultimate. Where, where do you sit with, I guess, that side of the ledger with, you know, people saying that, you know, maybe you should have done a reset as Geelong or, or, you, or you're happy always being there to compete even though it hasn't, you know, quite got you to that ultimate goal? Yeah, I think I think it's a it's a two-parter. Um, I, think, I think historically um, because... Um, the footy club has probably been able to um, buck the trend a little bit um, in terms of keep keeping um, successful in terms of ladder position and games won over such a long period of time. I think um, ultimately um, everyone's waiting for Geelong to, to go down the ladder and uh, and then um, effectively then uh, us not buck um, the trend of history. But um, I think the other part is that that I um, that I appreciate, and I'm sure you can too. That uh, grand finals are bloody hard to win. <laughs> um, you know, you're playing you're playing against some. You know, we're going to play against some um, sides that you know go down history. The Richmond side, the Hawthorne sides of yeah. of, of my era. Um, they're bloody hard to win, um, and that's probably why they're so enjoyable. And you see players just. Enjoy, enjoy them so much. It's just they're, they're, they're so hard to win. Um, you need so much going right. You need to be informed as a, as a side. Um, you need your good players playing well, but you also need uh, the, the bottom half of your 22, you know, playing well. And then also you need your, your training squad to be training and, and or playing well if they're, if they're not playing um games themselves so you just you need so much going going right for you and I think I think that's the thing that um you know that frustrates me a little bit um that yes uh, you know we haven't performed and maybe I haven't performed as well at times but they're just so hard to win um you know and that if I can if we can get there that's going to it's going to be enjoyable Take take you back to a what do you got? I was just going to ask about because you know you were talking about Geelong, you know not not diving to the bottom and then you know picking up in the draft and building that way. As like a just a, an observer of the game, not being in it, um, I, mean, I probably could have if I really really wanted to at a young age. Um, oh, here we go. <laughs> but I did my did my ankle early and you know, yeah yeah all of that. Um, shocking story. But it does feel like Geelong often just get these guys that are like where did he come from and then they start. Um, contributing like they're not high draft picks but it does seem like Geelong's one of those clubs that always find these great role players that just come in and, and um, complement the team right away yeah it's um I'm not I sure mean, if that's our, a question but yeah 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 no no it's I, th- I think it's valid because like as soon as you say that I think about you know Tim Kelly um who's moved back to back to the Eagles and then and then Harry Taylor was sort of they're both mature age players and and we've we've um We've had the draft picks. I don't know what our highest pick's been, to be honest, in my time. But it might have been Joel at pick seven in, in our draft. Um, and the next best was maybe it was an Akai Cockatoo, I reckon, at 10. And yeah. that's probably as, yeah. as close um, or as low down as we've been. So 
Um, at pick sort of 15 to, to 20, you can uh, – look, there's, there's still great players um, and there's no guarantees with anything. But I think you probably – at times they've, they're, they're not uh, afraid to look outside of, um, you know, who might be touted as next. It's maybe let's get someone that's that's played in a system uh, uh, against men and, and that's what Wells and his team have done. Um, you know, a couple of times, but yeah, we're, like all clubs, we've we've been successful. We've also had some misses, but um, I think it starts with the recruiting, and then it then it uh, you get them in, and and I think ultimately those players that have that have done well and flourished have enjoyed our environment, which um, which is set up really well for. Um, for players that uh, that's what i believe i haven't experienced another uh, environment but um you know from what i can understand with players that, that come into our um club i think that's what they've been really impressed with so um yeah ultimately they just they give us the tools to be able to try and um, play our best footy I, I my reflections and my thoughts on it are geelong are an incredibly successful footy club um they're similar to west coast really they they focus on success and winning and it's very hard to reset through the draft if you constantly are thereabouts. Now, you know, teams that do reset through the draft, um, you know, potentially a Sydney, but they went through a patch of not doing it as well. A lot of the good teams don't do it because they're always winning. There's not a lot of teams that go back to the bottom of the ladder, up to the top, back to the bottom. Yeah. Good teams and successful teams are roundabouts, and, and that's why. And, yeah, I think the conversation changes if, you know, you play a better last quarter um, against Richmond in 2020 or, you know, a kick goes another way in a couple of prelim finals and you end up in a grand final and win one, it, it the conversation changes very quickly and there's not many moments that actually do change that. So I think, honestly, it's pretty laughable, some of the people saying that, um, you know, Geelong have cooked it. Like, they've, they haven't missed finals. They've missed once in 15 years. It's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> Tommy, I want to take you back to a memory from a winning grand final. Um which which year did you beat Collingwood? Uh, Two thousand eleven. So I don't know if you've heard this story. I'm sure you have. Um, ben Reid, who uh, was drafted in our draft year, he was a Vic Country teammate of mine. We roomed together. Good man, Ben. He played had a good career at Collingwood. Um, Big Benny. I think Premiership player in 2010 potentially. Uh, yep. I think he was. He played on you in 2011. In 2011, you had a you went you 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 went big time. You had a big hot streak. You started taking big contested marks, kicking goals from outside fifty, and you turned it right on. Correct? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I took on. some marks. I did, I did kick a few behinds though that day. That's okay. You won, probably, so who cares? Yeah, who cares? You won. Not cost you the norm. Come on, mate. Let's get into the norm stories <laughs> now. The story goes: <laughs> Benny Reid spent the entire Mad Monday with Heath Shaw taking speckies on him after they've just lost <laughs> lost a grand final calling Hawkins. <laughs> so Ben Ben Reid would be just enjoying a beer, standing there. Oh, <laughs> Heath Shaw had come Heath Shaw had come taking a side, <laughs> sideways hanger on him, knock his beer over. Hawkins <laughs> the day after the grand final. Is that true or not true? Tom, do you know that one? I I have heard of that. Um, <laughs> I don't really know Heath personally. I'd imagine um, he sort of got that personality. Uh, he seems he seems like a, a, a great fella, but um, he uh, yeah that that certainly doesn't surprise me. Look, I, I um, yeah I, I, I 
I played well and it was um, probably like if you, you know, you look, if I look back on it, it was, it really gave me a lot of confidence playing well in a, in a grand final. But, you know, Ben, ben Reid was a, is a very, very good at AFL. I think he was all Australian maybe. Yep. Um, Could have been the year before, I think he was 2010, just, I reckon. Done. He had a bad hip or he had a hip operation and, yeah, yep. and, Bad, he'd had bad groins throughout the year, so I don't. It was may, maybe right place, right time for me. Very um, good, but it, yeah, there you go. What about um, losing the twenty twenty grand final um, as a senior player, um, having having done what you you did before in you know oh nine and eleven, and you know making those grand finals early in your career. You know, fast forward fourteen years and you're in another one. Um, yeah, what did that feel like? Oh, it's, yeah, it was pretty, pretty heartbreaking. Um, yeah, obviously, um, I, I still like, I, I think back and, um, and can't believe like how much I stayed in the moment. We're up at half time, um, at, you know, not, not comfortably, but we, we had a, had a good lead and, uh, and, you know, Rich, Richmond offensively are just, like when they've got it going, a bit like you know, they remind me a bit of what Melbourne did. Like oh, I haven't seen anything like what Melbourne did yeah. this year's crazy, um, grand crazy, final. Crazy in such a big match, but you know, I, I thought what Richmond you know did to us was was incredible. That that was something else. But yeah, it was heartbreaking. It was it was a tough year. It was a tough year for everyone, um, all players, all family, everyone. Oh, everyone right across the world, right? Um, yeah. So to put so much in and then just fall short was 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 heartbreaking. Um, you know, it was the first losing grand final I'd been a part of. I played in a in a VFL grand final in two thousand seven and 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 won that. Um, I played in preseason. Not that you know, it's still touted as a grand final, but I <laughs> I hadn't actually ever lost a grand final. Answer so, cut. But I didn't play any cup. any answer. Yeah, answer. <laughs> I don't think it was answer. I think answer. it was a long while. It was like, it was yeah, yeah, it was yeah, a long time ago. Nab cup, um, nab cup. It might think. I think it was a nab. So, but yeah, it was it was heartbreaking, uh, and to have, you know, have have the family there and them them to endure so much throughout the year, and everyone at the club sacrificed so much. Yeah, it was it was it was heartbreaking. But it was nice to get home. That was what. Yeah, I remember shifting my mindset to I'm looking forward to getting home now. Um, yeah, that probably made it a tiny bit easier. But yeah, it was. Yeah, they're never easy. I got to throw some stats at you. Um, a lot of them are good. They're all sort of uh, records. You, you must be aware of Sir Swamp Thing, Mr. The guy on Twitter. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went onto his Twitter page and I stole some of your stats. So I'm just going to throw a couple of them at you. Um, we did speak about Joel Selwood before, and he's mentioned in a couple of these. Um, firstly, most wins as a teammate, you and Joel. Did you guys, um, were you aware when that happened? Was that something that you talked about before the game, or was it a, after a realisation? Uh, we, we never talked about it beforehand. We, oh, I, I, I knew it because I'd seen it somewhere along the line, um, but in the lead-up or that we'd been close to it. And the other part of it, the jo- it's funny you say Joel's mentioned a few. Like Joel's got so many records. Oh, <laughs> um, so it's just like it, it's just if you're lucky enough to find your way to share one with him along the way. But yeah, that, I mean that that's that's pretty cool. Um, 
yeah, to to be drafted lived. I mean, we talked about our our um our history, so yeah, that that was a that was a nice nice one to be able to share with him. That's huge, yeah. nice wins ever as teammates. That's big. Yeah, yeah. I, at the time that that was tweeted, it was 193, but I think that was earlier in the season. You've won since then, but that. 193 was the number that put you at number one. Yeah, um, another good one, this might be my favourite one, is most times playing um, in V slash AFL games decided by a kick after the siren. You're, you, yeah, out yeah. of anyone ever, have played in those games 11 times, only second to Joel, who was, who's played in 10 of those games. So you've, you've been a part of some pretty... Um, I don't know how many of those were to win for Geelong or not, but some, some clutch moments. That's crazy. 11 yeah, times. I know. I remember speaking to our media manager, Kevin Dickerson, about that. And I, there was one that I couldn't gain that I couldn't remember. But, yeah, it's pretty pretty epic. I, um, I, yeah, maybe I take that for granted a bit. I mean, for the most part, um, I missed a goal against the Giants. Oh, well, I kicked behind. I, so I drew the game for us. But um, <laughs> that, that was, I mean, there wasn't many there then. But I've played in some games at, uh, at the G, one of the Gabba that was rocking. Um, Ash McGrath in his turn of the game kicked a goal from like. Oh, yeah, they went a, coast to coast in yeah, like 10 yeah, seconds. Yeah, that was awesome. I know. I'm sorry. You're was, on the back. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's pretty like it's funny because I don't necessarily think I've got a very good memory of of football games. Like you would have played, both played with uh, or you know played with footy or sport with people that can remember every ball bowled or every game that they played. And oh, can you remember back when we played the Giants in 2015? I've got no idea. <laughs> um, those things you remember. So so games that. Um, was it uh, uh, games are decided by what after, uh, after, after, the, the after the siren? Yeah, yeah, kick after the siren. So you're yeah. There was one that I couldn't, but you know, even you know, we lose against the Lions and Ash McGrath kicks his, kicks a goal. Like yeah, I still remember where I was standing. Um, yeah, that, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm just, I was just thinking while he was talking, how many have I played? I think I played in six. So really? Nick, Nick Nat kicked one wow. after the siren, took a big, massive, yeah, big hanger run. against North Melbourne. Yeah. And I'm the same as Tommy. Like I remember, I remember where I was. I was on the, I was on the bench. I popped my finger out of my skin and my bones, and I had my <laughs> my, my hand wrapped up in a big glove. Yeah. Uh, we had the two ones in the in the finals against Port yeah. Adelaide. Uh, we had uh, someone else. Have you ever oh, been on the mark during the kick? Uh, no, I haven't. Have you? And Tom, have you? You had the one to yeah. draw, but nah. He he won one against um, Hawthorne. You won any others? Nah, nah. What are the, what's the man uh, on the mark no, saying no, to no. you as you're lining up for a, for a kick after the siren to win? Question. Good question. Uh, oh, one was the Giants. One, um, Steve Johnson was on the mark. <laughs> um, <laughs> the worst. And I, I can't I can't tell you what he said. It got you, obviously. If you remember it, you would have <laughs> yeah. had a few people on the I, mark against you, mate. It, yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was borderline, but um, <laughs> great mates. Um, so I, I, I would have, I probably would have done the same to him. But um, no, I can't. The shot against Hawthorne, I can't really remember. Um, you know, so but like the big games you play in, like the the crowds just, I don't know how many were there. There probably would have been like eighty five, ninety thousand. It was Saturday night Hawthorne against G. So. Um, so there was a, f- a few there and <laughs> you just, you can't hear noise. Like it's just it, explaining the, the, the noise that you hear um, to someone that's um, 
you know, that that's a player like there. me. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> like it's like that that knickknack goal or that goal in the final. Like it's just it's just this like one noise that uh, you've got kids. Explain. So, you, you know the white. You know the white noise that you, yep. you're playing your own. It sort of yeah. feels like that. Like it's just like a a gentle a gentle but a loud buzz, but it's yeah. hard to explain. But um. Yeah, I'm sure you probably cool. notice it more when when it stops. We well, we copped it. No, I agree that that noise when I've had it a few. It only happens a few times. I had it once um, in a prelim final against North Melbourne in 2015. We uh, started terribly. Had the first four goals of the game kicked on us. We went in at quarter time, zero goals to four at home at Subi. So people were very antsy. West Coast yeah. supporters, Hawk, which you would have been on the back end of a few yeah. of it, but. That, that you know, the, the, the what is it? The Chardonnay, the Chardonnays would have been clinking around, going, "What is going on here?" Anyway, Joshy Kennedy took this mark. It was a pretty nonchalant cut. Like he took a mark, played on, um, struggled to tackle, and kicked the goal. And I just, I remember that moment. It's exact great. It is a great way to explain it. That white noise. It's, it's like everyone in the stadium is making the same, like yeah. shrieking, deep, <laughs> like like penetrating noise. It's it's like this. A blue noise. I don't know, but it's blue noise. Yeah. Not yeah, it's not white. Okay. Yeah. It's like a dark, not, deep yeah, noise. No. Um, I gotta throw just a couple more at you. Well, I wanna see I wanna know why. So in between twenty nineteen and twenty twenty one, uh your first week of finals you kicked two goals ten. So over those seasons. But in the second week of the yep. finals you kicked thirteen three. Oh, so what doing? what was the difference? Game on is it just um I don't know, season um, on the line you just you clutch? <laughs> no, well, I would it, it, if I could have my well. It depends where you finish. If you get the second chance, if you're playing top four, and like we, you know, we did this year, um, I would love to win the first game, get the week off. But that hasn't been um, a path that we've taken very often. But uh, I don't know why that is. Um, you know, it's a it's a privilege to play in finals. Um, they they the games are different. They're faster. Um, yeah, they're highly skilled. Um, I, I'm not sure. Um, I you know I know I know we played Port Adelaide in a in a prelim uh, last year. Uh, sorry, first final, and I kicked I kicked I kicked a no goals five and kicked one out in the full. So that certainly doesn't help that stat. Um, but I don't know why it is. Um, you're you playing go. a good side. Um, Hawk, can I? Can yeah, they're I, different. Uh, I, so I'm on radio over here on Perth, and and um, you know when you got bundled out this year, a lot was spoken about that that losing record in the in the um, well in finals in general, but, but in that first week of finals, yeah. yeah, you traditionally as a team haven't played well in that first week of finals. How much is that discussed in in the group, um, and what's the reason for it? Now, before you answer. I know it's discussed in the group. It has to. There's no way that, that, that you would have tried every. You would have t- not talked about it. Talked about it a lot. Tried to break it down. Try. I know how this stuff goes in a footy club. But what? What? What is it? Do you have an answer? Um. No, I don't. I, and that probably that um, goes to show that footy coaching's not going to be in my DNA when I finish um, <laughs> playing footy. But I, I sort of leave it up to those that are smarter um, than, than me. But, um, yeah, look, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Um, 
I'm not sure why why it hasn't um, fallen our way. Um, yeah, you come up against good sides. You, um, that's everyone wants to win. I don't think sides want to win more than than the next or the, their opposition, but things just haven't gone our way. Um, yeah, that's as 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 plain go. and simple as as I can see it. I I I, I don't. I don't discuss our record, um, you know, internally I, I, with anyone. I, I, um, I mean, we, we're sort of a pretty positive, um, positive group. Uh, my experience is it can sort of weigh down on on people, um, you know, if it's talked about too much. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure it is in circles, but um, you know, that's that's sort of my attitude and um, towards it. But yeah, I. I, I I can't answer that one. It's it's like uh, it's like West Coast record away from home. That's what happens over here in Perth. Is people start talking about you can't win away from home, and it builds flat and, track bullies. Yeah, there you go, flat track bullies. That's a nice little quote. Um, <laughs> most most media uh, outlets just copy and paste that from their little templates straight in when we start losing a few games away from home. Um, talking about home and home ground advantages, Cadinia Park, um, which has gone through a plethora of sponsorship names, they got some. You must have some great. You must have some great workers up there in marketing at um, Kadinia Park because it's been everything. I'll tell you what, it's skilled stadium. Met, uh, what, what, what have we got? Still been success. Was yeah, it success there, there's for a bit? there's been plenty. See, it changes every year. Anyway, Kadinia Park. Tommy Hawkins yeah. has played. This doesn't seem right. Actually, this doesn't seem right Say at it all. Anyway, would oh yeah, no, it's probably right. In your three hundred and two games, uh, you've played ninety five games at Kadinia Park. Does that sound right? Um, well, we, we've, we've probably, yeah, probably right. Like I, I, I would have played maybe, maybe a hundred, no, 25, I would have probably played 25 finals. And then we only get seven. Well, it, early on in my career, we only got sort of seven, maybe eight. And just now we, we're playing nine home games a year. So yeah. So it's yeah, about, that, that, about, yeah, about right. one every that's three. Right. So uh, ninety-five games, Kadinia Park. You're eighty-three and twelve. So eighty-three wins, twelve losses. That that yeah. is some sort of home record. Um, that's compared to my well zero and five at Kadinia Park um, at an <laughs> oh, average no. losing margin of eighty-four points, and uh, my home record of sixty-six and thirty-five. So a lot of people talk about the home advantage of Perth and the travel and. But Canadian Park is an absolute fortress and you cannot win in it. Why? If you're an opposition team. Yeah, if you uh, look, I mean, we, we're lucky. We, we get to um, – our facility is, is at GMHBA Stadium. Oh, there um, you go. <laughs> is that what it's called? Now? <laughs> yeah, but so, yeah, but so was Subiaco. That's not a reason. I don't yeah, take that. No. Yeah, true. I, oh, okay, right. Um, <laughs> go again. I, I just think it, it's just uh, – well, that, uh, honestly, that's what I think it is. It's, it's a bit of a unique ground for, for – Size and shape. People that haven't experienced it, yeah, size and shape. It's it's quite a, I mean, it's normal size length, but it's it's a really skinny ground. Um, yeah, I mean, we we, we get to train on it, um, you know, every day. So um, we we know the dimensions of it. Um, it can be a bit of a hard ground to to attack because it because it is skinny. But um, yeah, we just our system works at the ground and and. Yeah, I just, I mean, yeah, it's we, we've got it 
basically everyone barracking for us within the stadium, um, which is soon to hold 40,000, which is pretty cool. But um, that's another story. Uh, but yeah, we're, I think we just we just know it so well. That it, we, it's such a shocking we trip. <clears throat> it's such a shocking trip down to Geelong. So I can say this, Geelong boy, it's just a shocker, mate, especially from Perth. You, you fly your four hours oh. on the plane, you get to the airport and you think, oh, 15 minutes to the um, hotel. Nah, you jump, you jump it on the west gate and you're, uh, you're down at Geelong and then you, you pull up and it's about 10 degrees colder down there and you get up for the morning recovery and go for a walk down an eastern beach and it's bloody cold there, it's windy. Yeah. It just, it just, it's very foreign. It's, it's different to anywhere else that you'll ever, ever go and it, it's terrible, Dan. It's just terrible. Yeah, cold weather sounds awful. Um <laughs> I've got one more stat to throw at you and it's going to lead to a question because um, you more than any other player have kicked more goals than Fremantle in a game. <laughs> Done it three times. So you've kicked more goals than them. Um, Will's often talked about, and you might not be willing to answer this question, but Will's often talked about on this podcast about how Ben Brown was his bunny. That when he wasn't in form or whatever, <laughs> but you're playing North Melbourne that you'd get thrown on Ben Brown and have a ripper. I will just say that he's just won a premiership the year that I retire, so I, I'm not very going to. <laughs> well, there you go. And I'm a, I'm a big Ben Brown guy. I've, that's, I've, um, the, that's right in the sweet spot. That right. one. So do you have a bunny? Do you, like, are yes. you willing to name someone oh, yes. who you know, oh, boy, I'm going to kick, I'm going to at least kick three or four on him? You've got to pick someone. Come on, name playing. someone. No, you can't. Oh, no. No. Oh, there's plenty of players that have got a hold of me. I can, I can go that way. No, no, nah, we'd like you to go the other way, please, Tom. Nah. Well, okay, is it is um, it a team? He's too nice a bloke. He's is it a team that you? Henderson when he plays? No, 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 no. Um, no, I actually don't think I kick many against hockey. Um, uh, probably, sc- prob- uh, honestly, probably Scully. Probably Scully. Wides, like I, I kicked a few. I kicked a few against Melbourne early days. Uh, it'd be interesting. I don't actually know who I've kicked the most goals, what side I've kicked the most goals um, against. So, look, without naming any players, maybe <laughs> maybe I'll look through or we can both look through the records of... Who did you kick I've seven on? Who did you kick Who did you kick seven on that day? Um, what team? Yeah, Har- oh, Brisbane, Harris. Oh, Harris, I was probably a few. Josh Harris, was Harris Andrews is your bunny. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, nah. you said it, not nah. me. <laughs> nah. Nah, I don't, um, yeah, I don't know. That's all right. Uh, I'll put you on the spot. Yeah, you're right. Like, I, I don't really want to name anyone, but no one really comes to mind either, I think. Lies. Some days you just get lucky as a forward, um, right place, right time, and then you start getting fed by your teammates. And Tom, Tommy yeah, was a he's a scary bike to play on because like we spoke about his his weight. He 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 rolled into Ge- Geelong's dynasty in two thousand and seven, and we're talking <laughs> about really rolled in there, one hundred and fifteen <laughs> kilos, just rolled him up the hill down to Canadian Park. Anyway, whenever I was preparing to play on Tom, and we I don't think I'm the same as you two. I don't I don't remember games vividly if nothing happens, but. I don't think yeah. we played on each other that often. We we did a bit, probably a no. little bit towards the back end. But every, one of your last lit- games, literally every game I remember playing on Hawk, it was it was a scary prospect because you you're in you're in the back usually in the, in the back of the fifty, and he he plays with a lot of room, and because he's so big, and I'm a scrawny little scrapper, 
He just used to know to stand right there, put it there, boys. He's got he gets his hand out. <laughs> he just points to the spot. And it doesn't matter how much you scout it, how much you know what he's doing, you can't get your uh, can't get your body around that big barge ass of Tommy Hawkins. Now um, yes. now, now, this takes me to uh, th- this is probably the me- most memorable moment, which is I mean it's disappointing seeing as though we're such great mates, but it's okay. I think we can touch on it now. Um I'll do most of the talking here, Tommy, because I think you should just be very careful. Current player, still in the system. But let's talk about the tribunal, Tom. Um, <laughs> I mean, for most part of your career, you've, you've had an exemplary record. Um, not, many, not many appearances at the tribunals, not many sightings. But towards the back end, you start getting a bit angry. A um, couple of kids at home. You know, it's uh, getting a bit frustrating. Not getting your sleep, <laughs> not getting your eight hours of sleep. You start sort of... Getting a little bit more white line fever, I think. And it takes us to an incident in 2019 where um, Scoey, Will, myself, was was tasked with playing on Tom. And I'll put it as a precursor to this. Um, in this final, 2019, we played Geelong um, semi-final. So we played at the G. I was playing on Hawk. And he kicked four goals once again. Not one of those on me, I promise you. And I absolutely promise you, and I bet you he can back me up with this. I didn't. Yeah. He didn't kick one on me, and I was actually playing well on him. Anyway, let me fast forward a little bit. I, I don't know the incident really that well. I don't have a great recollection of it. But there, there was a bit of a transfer of play. Tom and I were the furthest back, furthest partner on the field. And I was doing exactly what I do best and scrapping the absolute <laughs> shit out of Hawk. And I was pulling his jumper. I was smacking his arms. We'd had a bit of chat. I think we'd had a bit of chat, a bit of, bit of lip, which is all I used to I used to love it. I used to love playing Hawk because you could – with your mate, with guys that you're mates with, you can actually go harder. Guys you don't know, you'll agree with this, Hawk. Guys you don't know, you've got to be a little bit careful. You don't know who's going to take the wrong thing the wrong way. Yeah. Um, but we were going pretty hard at each other that day. Anyway, it built up into a bit of a crescendo, a crescendo where this transfer of play happened. It went from one side of the ground to the other, and I was not letting Hawk in front of me because, like I just said, he just puts his big barge ass out in front and points, and you can't stop him, and I was in big trouble if that happened. So I was staying in front of him, scrapping, 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 and then whack, lights out. <laughs> lights out. And look, I I, won't, I don't know what happened. Uh, I don't think Tom really knows what happened either. But I ended up on the ground, and um, I think did you mark the foot? You didn't mark the footy, did you? Nah. And you nah, ended up. Any, anyway, this story ends up with you um, in the tribunal. So I don't know. You can, you can have yeah. right of reply, but that's pretty much what happened. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, it's certainly um, it, it's certainly um, disappointing. It's probably one thing, um, in all honesty, that I. Um, I sort of still trying to um, trying to find um, find ways not to put myself in those positions because um, it's ultimately, I mean, just like well, personally, just it, it, it costs you game, it costs you money, um, and it's and it's and it's embarrassing. And and I am I am far from a, um, a, a thug off field. Um, I. Uh, oh, Anyway, so on the field. No, I think I no. Well, no, so, I think on the field you're far but, from a well, thug as well. I think no, no, no. Sorry, yeah, not thug. But I found myself in positions that I shouldn't find myself in. So um, that was disappointing, and particularly because um, because of our friendship and um, and how far we go back. Um, 
but I think that's you know like you you talk about the way that you 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 play and how um, you know you you've you've been very successful. How many games did Two, you play? Close to two hundred. Yep. Yeah, so you, you've forged an incredible career, and that that's how you play, and um, and that's what you come up against in 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 fullbacks. You you ultimately they're trying to the op- my opponent's always trying to stop me from being near the footy, and 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 if you do your work early, just like if I do my enough work early, I'll put myself in a good position. So is it, so is my opponent. So that that um, that particular yeah, incident, I wrestle and well, well, and with with. That particular that I play on, but that particular incident, right? Um, like a lot of people have asked us to talk about it, right? So I think it's important to talk about it. But that particular incident, um, I went into that game trying to get you to do exactly that. I I, I knew I I'm, I'm honest, and and um, I did it in other games going against guys that I thought were better than me. To be honest, I always felt that you were more athletic, stronger. Um, you're in a position to beat me, so I thought, well, how do I beat you? I think you know mentally frustrating and and becoming so annoying that you become not focused on your game so the way i ended up looking at the end of that that whole thing and look it doesn't look great on camera um but again that's just how footy goes uh things happen on the field that you can't take back so like i i actually looked at that whole incident as if i'd succeeded and you know that that was just unfortunate the way it ended up for you to be honest i mean you ended up missing a prelim final because of it yeah, the, the the one thing I mean, the one thing I'll say about the incident is that um, my intention was never to, never to um, to get um, to get you high in, in that particular incident. I I, I, I meant to um, I, I meant to, meant to cast my arm across and maybe get you through the midriff, but <laughs> <laughs> as we as we as we clashed throughout the day, I think we'd both sort of. Um, we both had done that at times, but and and you know continue to tread the line. But um, you know, the, ultimately, I, I got you high and I missed a week. But um, it's it's hard for yeah, it, not, it's hard for people to understand that um, you know it's not like the you know the when the gladiators do battle. But if you're not in the heat of battle, uh, um, it's it's sometimes hard when people watch an incident and they see that you've hit me high and they see uh, me go to the ground. Um, it instantly go, the conversation instantly goes. You know, Tom Hawkins is a thug. Um, deliberately did it. Uh, it doesn't. There's, there's there's no real context around it. There's no well, context for three quarters that I'm just absolutely belting him behind yeah. play and we're belting each other. And it's just a moment in time. That's why my overall opinion yeah. on things like happen this out on the footy field. It, it's a moment in time. And yeah, it's regrettable. And I know Hawk regrets it. And you know, I I I wouldn't want to be a part of it either. But that shit happens, it, and also like you get to we get to stop it, go frame by frame, watch it again yeah. and again and yeah. again, and you get to dissect it. But for me, like just watching it because I've watched it plenty of times, it's great. You, it does look <laughs> like you were you were trying to just give him a little like a, a bit of a hit in the mid, and like it's one of those occasions, and we've seen it a few times where a guy swings to hit something, but then you unfortunately just. Cop the wrong spot. We can't have him reply Anyways, to that because he's going to get himself in trouble. No. So that's enough. Now that's I got. Yeah. I got, yeah I, 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 just leave it because <laughs> you'll get in strife, mate. Now, now I've got two more questions to ask, and then we got a very, very, very important um, segment that I'm sure you know, Hawk. Um, I'm sure that's why you're here. Social media, uh, the people segment, very well known. I'm sure that you know all about it. Uh, bef- I, have, I cast my eye across that this afternoon. Good. So I well, do know. you'll be prepared. So before you do that, though, you've you've. You're speaking about your whole career, you've played with 
like some of the greatest of all greats, you know, in the back line, in the forward line, in the midfielders, um, you can name them, you know, Scarlett in the back line, Gary Ablett in the midfield, guys you've played around um, your whole career. Big question, but what, what makes great players great? One thing. I, don't, I, I know it's a lot of things, but what across yeah. the spectrum makes them great? I, I, I just think that the great players I've played with are just a competitive. Um, and you talk about you and I playing on each other and we're, we're friends, uh, but we're competitive. Um, and I've seen that with, you know, Matt Scarlett. There's no, no greater example. I think he, he, um, he was, it was, he played a little bit under, he was, unbelievably strong but yeah, he, he was just he just did not want to get beaten and then he added this attacking um, uh, you know element to his game and then just it, he became you know one of the greatest defenders of all time and then like Gary Ablett um, Jr like Gaz is just like you like if you come around that if he comes around to your place you'll be you know that we'll find a ball and we'll be you know, like we'll be trying to hit something and it'll be to there'll be something on the line. Um, you know, <laughs> Steve Johnson, like is mercurial as you know probably anyone that I've maybe seen. I mean, there's been actually there's been a few that are, that are like that, but like he again competitive. Like playing golf with him is a nightmare. Like I remember playing against him one day and I was at Thirteenth Beach and I was beating him clearly beating him and then he's like right I um. You know, we might have been playing for a pineapple, and then he's like double or nothing down the line, uh, down down with two holes to go. Like oh, I was up by five or six shots, and then he, he he probably beat me by mate. Let's say two shots. He beat me in the last two holes. I ended up only I've beaten him by three, but I owe him fifty bucks. Like they're just they're just they're so competitive. So yeah, that's my experience. Um, you know, if you if you're competitive and and you want something. It leads to a lot of other things. Yeah, great. Um, look, I'm going to leave it at that. I think that's answered probably my second question as well. So we find ourselves at the very <laughs> most important part of this interview, which is social media, Dan. The mm-hmm. people segment, podcasting world's going crazy for this, and it's a great name as well. <laughs> now, Tommy, uh, this is from the people for the people, and we're going to yep. start with Far away. Mark Blakely. How does it feel to have been Sydney Prescott's boyfriend in Scream 2? <laughs> now, do you know who Sydney Prescott's boyfriend was in Scream Two? It was, nah. it, it was Jerry O'Connell. Do you know who Jerry O'Connell is? <laughs> All right, for anyone listening, uh, and for you, Hawk, a bit of homework. I know you don't love the classroom, mate, but you got to Google who Jerry O'Connell is. He's a very good lookalike. He's in Tom Sliders, uh, also Kangaroo Jack. He was the main character in Kangaroo Jack. There's a better awful. film that he's in. I still can't pinpoint, Jerry, but Jerry what's o- his name? Jerry O'Connell. That's okay. You you have a look at that um, while we get to the next one. All good sometimes. Uh, yes. Tom, as an avid super coach and fantasy player, I have to ask, why, oh, why do you hand off so many goals? It's pretty frustrating for players having you in their team. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good um, question. Oh, Assists. You'd, you'd be a fool for having me in your side, I, I would think. Um, don't know. Oh, Goal assist, well, goal assist play a big like, part of your game. Is that is that you driven yeah, or yeah, sorry. Like, yeah, yeah. Is that oh, you I driven or I, coaching? Yeah. No, I think it's um 
like my philosophy is that if someone's in a better spot, um, the ball should be given to that person to the, ultimately that's what it comes down to. And, and I've probably, I've probably learned that off, um, off teammates along the way. So, um, you know, I, like Cam Mooney was, was, who was one of my mentors, um, in the early stages of my career, you know, he, he played that way. Stevie J played that way. Um, you know, Stokesy, um, Shannon Burns, those guys played that way. So, um, yeah, it was probably like in some ways it was built into the way I play when I was, uh, you know, early on in the system. But I think it's I think it's important, um, and it's yeah, the philosophy I'll, I'll keep playing to. It's funny the super coach stuff. It's I, I I play NBA fantasy and I am absolutely obsessed with NBA fantasy. Wow, I'm a, I'm a shit house manager. But I've I've become I've become the that that um, that manager that then looks at players that and uh, and asks the question of why don't they shoot more or <laughs> you know why why don't they, why don't they handle the ball and give themselves a chance to assist or you know You're why not, do they not try and compete for the round rebounds I've turned into everything that I I never never enjoyed about. <laughs> I can about, see, uh, I can see, I can football. see you sliding into DMs of your league uh, companions trying to throw up trades every Monday. I can <laughs> see the Tom Hawkins trade coming through right there. LeBron yeah, James for um, some pleb. <laughs> yeah, you know you're right, Will, but I also do it on Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one's from Katrina J Mercer. Uh, best backman you've played on, and best West Coast backman you've played on. Oh yeah. Um, or apart from um, the man on your on your right there. There you go. Hold on. Um, (laughs) we are Darren Glass. Um, was a yeah was bloody hard to play him. I was young too, so bullied. He 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 yeah he he would have he would have been licking his lips playing on me. But you know what? I I honestly like. You learn things off playing against good players, and although it wasn't much fun um, at the time, uh, I did learn a fair bit off it. So I reckon Darren Glass has been one of the hardest players I've played, and and, and probably in in my career, um, I love playing with Brian Lake. Um, you know, he he probably probably had the better of me over our duels, but again, I learn a bit from him. Um, you know, Alex Rance has been a great defender. Um, yeah, I've played on. I've played on some some great players. Um, good answer. Couple more. Uh, Tom Anera sent one through. Yeah, this was um, <clears throat> sent through an email. Uh, interested to hear about your about how players feel about online criticism and how you think it affects them. Also, is there any support offered by the club to help uh, with this regard? Um, there's plenty of support. Um, by both, um, like my teammates, managers, club, um, your, your PDM, um, but also the AFL PA do a bit of work in this space. Um, and it's probably not till I've, till I've got a bit older that I've um, lent on the PA a bit more, but, um, you know, they, they do a wonderful job for players. Um, but um, me personally, I, I, um, I, I've sort of... Like I read stuff um, both on my social media, but it doesn't really phase me that much. Um, I've got an, I don't know, it's sort of, 
I can read it and and move on pretty quick. But uh, I think it's uh, it's certainly an issue. Uh, it's an issue in in sport, um, but I think it's broad more broadly. It's it's an issue in society. I think you know I'm, I'm just, I get worried for the the next generation of of young kids. Not I, I think things will be. There'll be things in place for when my kids hopefully are older and start going on social media, but it's it's a bit a bit of a scary um, thought to think that you know when I was even like twelve to let's say eighteen, there wasn't there wasn't Facebook or maybe there was the start of Facebook when I was eighteen. Um, you know, no Twitter. It was MySpace. I didn't have that, but <laughs> there was there was no real ability to be able to connect. We didn't have mobile phones, um, mate, like MSN Messenger, but then you had to openly put yourself um, I had to add someone on to it. ASL. Yeah. yeah. H-Sex location. ASL. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you, and so I, as well as you, you'd probably... It'll be a challenge. You'd, you'd be on a fair few people's multis, I reckon, with um, you'd, Ooh, you'd, you'd yeah. feature. So you'd, 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 yep. I'm sure you'd probably cop a bit of that as well. I've actually... I, I've actually... St- I've got a folder on my phone of screenshots that um, of, of funny. Oh, not so, some people wouldn't regard them as funny, but I've screenshotted and have a folder of um, of, of comments that, that get made. Um, <laughs> not so much bad ones, but just you know, funny ones that I've, I've yeah. That's great. Yeah, you're the last leg of the multi or something. So I'm not yeah. that I'm gonna. I'm not planning on doing anything with them. That's great. I'd love to get a hold of some of those. There's That'd be some very crackers. good. Yes, I'd love to get a hold of them. Um, <laughs> now, last one, I reckon. Um, Saxon underscore Sounder. So I think this is an appropriate way to end social media. Uh, what soap do you use every time you give Scully a bath? <laughs> 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 or just tell us what soap you use. <laughs> I didn't know where that was going. <laughs> it was sexual, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> no, no comment. Yeah, well, you're you're a highly, yeah, highly, highly sponsored athlete, Tom. All, all yeah. I see on my Instagram feed is yeah, I was uh, Rod and Gun, and um, who right. else have we got? Braun, the, the shavers. You must. You shave Braun. like once a week just to post on Instagram. Do you want to slip a couple of you know uh, promoted section in here, mate? Maybe just say hello to I, a couple of sponsors. Well. They'll all be watching. There'll be plenty of eyes on. Um, I, d- I don't want to just in case I upset any from right. your end. So well, maybe um, maybe we throw out for a soap sponsor. Maybe maybe mm. if there's a soap sponsor yeah. listening, maybe it could um we could do a co-brand a Hawkins well, Hawkins Schofield soap. Very good. Wouldn't that be good? Just a nice little segment. Imperial leather. Um, look, mate, that brings us to the end. Uh, appreciate your, your time. Um, no, Emma's probably put the kids down for you and uh, you've been gifted a couple of hours here with the boys. So we appreciate you hanging out with us, mate. If anyone's listening, uh, you know where you find everything. Uh, backchatpodcast.com.au, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, TikTok, uh, YouTube. Sign up to the YouTube channel. But Tommy Hawkins, thanks for joining us, mate. It's been unreal. Good, thank you, guys. I honestly, I really appreciate it. Um, and it's good fun. It's great reflecting. Um, yeah, and I, I really enjoyed it. So thanks for having me on. When you get your podcast up and going, mate, I'll be the first on there. Thanks. Absolutely, I'll be second if you like. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Planning for your next trip. 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.